Hey, 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 world, it's me, Tamara Brown. Who am I? I am an author, blogger, website designer, as well as a brand and visual strategist and the host of Law Diaries. Broke, lonely, angry, and horny, turning your mess into a beautiful masterpiece. So, happy Monday, everyone. And so I hope today that I can motivate you. And one of the things that I will be dealing with is dealing it with our ish. So I want to share a story before I did, I went into uh, my lesson, our lesson of the day. Because I think that we grow together when we learn together. In October, I had came home from working about maybe four different jobs. I had sat in Panera Bread to eat a sandwich and to drink one of my favorite green drinks there. And uh, I love the Goddess Green Cobb and salad. And I was eating that salad and then I just started crying. One of the reasons I started crying was because it was the loneliest time. I was overwhelmed and several people had called me today. That day, not today, but that day. But no one had asked me how I was doing. Everyone had asked me to do things, to design things, to do a flyer. And granted, they were paying me. But everyone, it was, hey, can you do this for me? Hey, can you do this? And usually what happens after their hey, and after they request what they want, they'd say, oh, by the way, how are you? Almost felt as if it was a slap in the face. Um, and I felt so alone and I must have cried for about two hours. I tried to front it off. I was still working, designing a flyer. I wound up packing up my bag and I was walking down the street and at the same day it was the Italian festival. And I was walking down the street and I walked and I had just talked to my brother who was trying to console me. And it was like, F them people. <laughs> um, F those people. You don't need them. You just need to move out of Buffalo. It's cold. He said all kinds of things about Buffalo. And then I got to Rite Aid. And I wound up picking up some laundry detergent. And the gentleman was sitting at the bus stop. And he was crying too. So we both were crying. And I, he said, why come? You're crying. And I said, the reason that I'm crying is because I am lonely. And it was the most honest moment for me. Because what people don't know is I come home and I work. And I work. I actually have a full-time job. So I work full-time. I come home and work. I leave work and I go to work. Throughout my lunch break, people call me to work. Um... So, the reason I'm sharing this is because the gentleman wanted to hear my story. And I didn't know what the story was. I just told him that I was broke, lonely, angry, and horny. Um, he told me his story of losing the love of his life. A woman that he had loved so deeply and she didn't realize that she was lonely and wanted to go back home to New York City. She hated Buffalo. 
She hated Buffalo so much that she cried every day. She loved him, but she hated Buffalo. He was from, first of all, they had been rerouted three times. He had been rerouted from Ghana, then to Brooklyn, then to Queens. And she had fell in love with Queens and then rerouted again because of gentrification and high rents and all that good stuff. Um, rerouted back to Buffalo and she hated it. She said, this is not her home. And so she finally worked and worked and worked three, four jobs to go back home. And I told him that I could relate to that. I don't hate Buffalo, but I miss home. I miss Brooklyn. I miss riding the trains. I miss having something to do every day. Buffalo is very systematic. Um, everything is on a schedule, um, unless somebody throws an event, um, and it's pretty much the same type of event, so <laughs> you either winning or losing, um, it's not a bad thing, but it is what it is, it's very systematic, there's nothing fresh in New York City, you're bound to, if you're having the worst day of your life, you can take the A train and find somebody, um, dancing on in the middle of the middle of the train or you can have somebody doing a magic trick and there's something going on and Buffalo is restricted to what it's restricted to which is their normalcy <sighs> that lonely was that I hadn't I missed the person that I love which is Lloyd and he was incarcerated but yet I was separating myself from him because you know about my paper <laughs> y'all know about my business um also the conclusion of would he be the same per he would be different and there was it, it was some we were both different I had changed and the way I thought and I thought well he's not going to accept the new me and do I even know if he's ready to be the person that he needs to be to survive in this world so I was thinking two things I would be alone for the rest of my life that's my real truth um that I was overweight. I am overweight. <laughs> I ain't no was in it. I am overweight. I'm not the prettiest girl in the in the room. And I know my I know my ish and I had other things going on. And those were my barriers because I I was looking at my age. I'm forty five. Um I thought about the deepest part of loneliness. And I thought about this gentleman who was just as lonely as I and the one thing we wanted to be is to be heard and to be understood. And sometimes when I see people venting on social media, the first thing I get, oh, I just hate that they're telling their business on social media. You do not know their story. That may be the only person. Y'all may be the only people who are actually reading and hearing them because they didn't ask everybody else to listen to them. Um, I grew up in a, a culture and I, and I tried to figure out where that loneliness came from because it's been with me for a long time. I could be with a room full of people and realize that I'm still lonely. I was left at the age of six. No, I was, yeah, five or six or something like that. Um, my, I was, yeah, I was six and my sister was three and she had died. And I can remember her doing two things happened. She died on my mother's birthday, but she was a very sick child. 
and she and I played together all the time and I still to this day remember that. I can remember the night before she died, me dreaming about um there's a park that was on I lived on Quincy Street, seven sixteen Quincy Street. And there was a park across the street and I saw these angels playing. And I saw my sister, she was among those angels and I kept begging to go and play with her. And nobody would let me play with her. Um, my sister Patricia was a twin. Odessa died at the age of six months and I was left at home with her. Um, there's a sense of loneliness when you lose siblings and you don't even understand death. But you understand loneliness because at that moment I became lonely. I was now an only child. Um, whenever I would talk, people would tell me to be quiet and go read a book, which is a lifesaver because it made me smart. It made me realize that loneliness carried with me for a long period of time. And that's the ish that I have to deal with. That there are also times that I just don't want to be bothered with people because I don't want people to come in my space and not truly and genuinely enjoy me. Right, I have a keen sense of when people don't like me, nobody has to tell me. Right, I have a keen sense of knowing when somebody is talking some major, major crap about me. And I can see them texting and they'll lie. But I'm good with it now. But I found myself at one point prior to that, reaching and being anything I could to be a good friend to somebody even if it burnt me out even if it made me feel neglected even if it made me feel humiliated I did whatever I could to be that person for fear of lonely so I hope that today I can help someone because that person may be sitting at the edge about to give up because they are lonely and they don't understand the why of it because the blessing in all of this is I know the why right and some people don't get that blessing they may be on the edge and the lesson that I learned is that the people the right people will come first we got to clear out the people that drain us we got to clear out the people that if we're in, that they only call us when they need us. We gotta clear them out. Or if they feel guilty because they heard your podcast. <laughs> I had to say that. I'm sorry. It's the truth. Or they read a post or they read a blog or somebody said something and it made them feel a little guilty. I don't want your friendship like that. We don't want, we gotta stop accepting that. But we also got to stop living in fear. Because lonely, as much as it makes you feel bad, is comfortable. It's a safe place. It became my safe place because I would be like, you know what, I don't fit in. But if I'm alone, nobody can criticize me. Nobody can talk about me behind my back. If I'm alone, I don't feel violated by my friends that I've tried to help out. Anybody, I know that somebody's getting this because somebody done been 
in the situation and circumstances where they've dealt with I'd rather be alone than I than talked about. I'd rather I'd rather be alone than disrespected. But we we we're punishing you know, and I said this before, but we're punishing ourselves. Right? We're we're binding ourselves up thinking that we're in protection mode and we really are in hurt mode. We're binding ourselves up and we're in the deepest pain because now we're afraid to like, we're afraid to love, we're afraid to care. And the moment that we think somebody violating them, and I know because I've done it, we run from it. Lonely is a safe place because then you can, you, you feel like, ah, I'm away from judgment. I'm away from criticism. And I speak from what I know. Right? Guys, we can't keep running from living the life that we deserve and being around genuine people. It may not be here in Buffalo. And the more and more that I think about it, the more I'm like, yeah, it might not be here in Buffalo. It might not be. It may not be where you live at right now. Right? It may be comfortable. It may be somewhere else in all the abundance that you've prayed about and you hope for. All the friends and all and the, and the husband or the wife that you're looking for is some not here. And that's okay. But while you're here and while you're wherever you live at, you gotta live your best life. You gotta you gotta step out of your fear. Scariest thing for me is going to work every day. I still do it because I like to get paid, right? Because I don't let nothing mess up my coins. But And I used to do that. If I thought that somebody was talking about me at work, I quit a job in a heartbeat. You better ask somebody. They'd be like, Tamara ain't coming back. <laughs> Tamara ain't coming back. <laughs> Y'all done talked about her. She ain't coming back. And I would let it destroy my coins. But the one lesson I learned is it ain't cute being broke. It ain't cute being hungry. It ain't cute being on public assistance. Um, so I don't let people mess up my coins. What I do is I stay to myself. Right? I also learned that I know when to say I know how to be friendly and do the job that I am required to do. Right? That's a, that, that was a tough lesson for me. Because for me, I'd be like, oh, I don't fit in. I quit. Right? I quit a job after seven years at working at a stock firm, stock brokerage firm, Mitchell Hutchinson Asset Management. And I remember this boss, I don't even say her name, tortured me because she didn't want me to get the position of, I was actually a file clerk and I was up for the promotion of administrative assistant. And it was between me and her and she was my supervisor. But it was it was a pay grade. She tortured me. She tortured me every day, y'all. Like literally, she did some stuff that y'all might have. Like she had me. She act like she liked me. She had me going to the store paying her bills, uh, <laughs> doing grocery shopping for her, all so I could keep my job. And when I said no, she would make me feel awful, and she would say, "Oh, I can fire you, and I can take you to HR." See, those are stories we don't deal with. 
And that made me feel lonely because my, and I remember this guy was like, why you keep letting him do that to you? Why you letting her do that to you? See, everybody got some sore, some sores and some wounds, but we got to deal with our lonely. We got to deal with it, and even if it hurts. I quit that job. I quit that job, and I was okay with quitting. <laughs> I think I was okay with quitting that job. Right? I was okay with quitting it because I said that, if anything, I gained my independence. I could have lost my benefits, which I only had little. I could have lost everything else. But I, didn't lo- I, I was not going to lose my soul. And so, even in our loneliness, I don't want people to settle for less ever. I don't ever want anyone listening to this podcast to ever settle for the little bit. Folks to get a little change. <laughs> right? Get a little change. When they need to be giving you more. And, they, and you know they got it. Not everybody, but you know what I'm saying? We got to start claiming back our worth. We got to stop saying, well, you know, I'm lonely and maybe I should tolerate this. Or I'm going to stay to myself because I don't ever want nobody else to hurt me again. Guys, every day that I come on this podcast, my my mission is, is that no black woman, no white woman, no green woman, no Asian woman, no Hispanic woman, no Women of any uh, race or ethnicity ever go through what I went through. Right? I don't ever want a woman to feel so lonely that she cried for two days about it. I don't want a woman to ever feel so afraid of losing their job and feeling so isolated they'll tolerate the ish that's breaking up. Do you understand what I'm saying, y'all? Do y'all understand what I'm saying? Because you know what? People just don't care. And the lesson that I learned is that God has, you know, my higher power has taught me a lesson that I am worth something. I do believe that I can do bad by myself. I will not allow no buster (laughs) to mess up my flow or my coins. That's just important to me. Right? I also won't let somebody kick me out. You know, well, if you fire me, then I'm gone. But I won't allow somebody to take me away from what is mine. But I also know how to leave. That's a problem for me. I told you I have no problem with leaving. Sandra Brown taught me that. <laughs> My mother taught me that. Listen, while you stay, you can leave. <laughs> Sandra was quick to, you know, get up and walk away. And, um, and that's something that she taught me very well. And that loneliness, because of that, and because we moved around a lot, because I dealt with a lot of losses and things, uh, I know how much that hurt. So, guys, today I want to encourage you, right, that deal with your loneliness. Tell people, and, and, and confront folks. Stop answering folks. If they only, if they sent this thought of what, listen, I need you to do this. Hey, can you do me a favor? Hey. And then after 10 minutes, they say, oh, or five seconds later, they say, oh, and by the way, good morning. They ain't mean that. Right? Or how you doing? They ain't mean that. They just need you to fix this right now. And they just realize that it's important to add a salutation or a greeting. Um, 
that's 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 the truth so guys thank you so much for listening to me today number one be very kind to yourself and be kind to others um love on yourself too it's okay that you deal with your loneliness and dealing with your loneliness is accepting that you are lonely don't fake the front don't fake the funk for nobody you know this is dealing with that issue dealing with that issue saying i'm lonely i miss companionship i miss someone holding me and laying up next to me that's a real ish and and stop allowing people to tell you that you don't need nobody because you got them kids. Stop telling people. Stop allowing people to tell you that you don't need to be held and you don't need to be hugged. Um, duh. Yes, I do. <laughs> Real talk. Just like you going cuddling up next to your boo, I do too. But also, don't be a sucker for love and don't be a sucker for a boo because you need that. Sometimes the best thing about me is I'm patient, right? And I listen to clues and I pay attention to signs. That took a lot of teaching and loss and learning and getting my feelings hurt, right? That taught me a valuable, valuable lesson. Guys, um, number two, support a local author or a business. Guys, it, it hurts nothing to share. It, it hurts nothing to engage and say, that's nice, right? It's, it's not going to hurt your feelings. And I just think it's important that we start really engaging and supporting others to stop getting out of this mentality to think, that your friends and family don't have to know. Yeah, you do. Because I would do it for you. I would support you. Based, Especially if it's something positive. Just because you're my friend. I might not even understand the method to the madness. But I'm going to share and I'm going to recommend. And I'm going to refer. Because I care. Right? And people say social media is not important. It's, it is. It's what... <laughs> In the word is social. But anyway, I don't want to go in that rant. Lastly, guys. Lastly, lastly, lastly. Support a nonprofit organization that is truly doing something for the community. Truly changing the lives of people and doing something. And they're just, they may be just having a difficult time. Support them. Help them. Volunteer. If you can't volunteer, do something. Donate a service. Donate a product or clothing. You donate ten dollars, five dollars, two dollars, one dollar, but whatever it is, you know, be kind enough to do that for them, guys. I want to thank you so much for listening to me today, allowing me to share my story on dealing with my ish and dealing with loneliness, dealing with it and getting to the root and tutor of it. Now I understand why there's an innate, deep, lonely part of me, guys. Do me a favor, visit me at www.tamlovestowrite.com Also visit me at my favorite place Instagram TamLovesToWrite39 Visit me on Facebook TamLovesToWrite um, Visit me on Twitter TamLovesToWrite So guys have a wonderful evening Bye bye